Hello, and welcome to the inaugural installment of Ben's Bits. A new feature here at the Lifers Podcast that presents bonus versions of past episodes. Versions that threaten to restore pieces of useless conversation that were previously left on the cutting room floor. As a result, these versions are a little more, well, relaxed. And probably a much bigger waste of your time than the actual official episodes. On last week's episode of the Lifers Podcast, Gabe, Ben, and Scott spent close to an hour talking before the arrival of record bar co-owner Steve Tulipana, who was late due to dealing with shitty, unvaccinated Harry Potter fans. It was a long, rambling conversation that featured talk of Christmas trees, the new Beatles documentary, Get Back, Alan Parsons, Graham Parsons, The Upper Crust, and Ivan Neville singing a Nirvana song. You will now hear that conversation in its entirety. So please, we welcome you to experience and enjoy Ben's Bits. The Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser. And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. What was that you asked, Gabe? Is that a Christmas tree behind you there? Is that your first Christmas tree as a married man? Yes, it is. Have you ever had a Christmas tree in your house before? Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of the Christmas tree. Uh, but there was a little bit of, uh, you know, I'm not saying that there's there, there's trouble in paradise, but there was a little bit of an argument about when the Christmas tree should go up. Now, I'm pretty sure sensible people like you understand that it should not go up until after uh, Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> I've never put it up before Thanksgiving. Ben? I, I was going to say December 1st. But I'm also saying that as a Jew who didn't have Christmas trees in his house until oh, that's 10 right. years ago. But, <laughs> but Ju- I mean... The Jewish yeah. thing, I forgot. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's okay because Katie is uh, what they call Christian. Oh, and, really? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And the kids are... The kids get, you know, everything. So, Oh, good. Um, but we recently... <laughs> oh, but, good. <laughs> la- but, but I will say last year for the first time we got an actual Christmas tree. Up until then we'd had like a sort of a tabletop... Really nice, fake, right. but green Christmas tree. And then last year's Christmas tree was such a fucking nightmare with all those goddamn needles yeah. all over the place that were like, yeah, never again. Never again. It's a mess. Yeah, that is a fake tree. Um, but before that, it was always real. I'd go down the street to uh, Big Star and, and buy one from them. They had a lot. And I'd carry it down the street. And, you know, that was fun. But, yeah, a mess. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. But, yes, it's up. And yes, it went up before Thanksgiving. Uh, before, ooh, so it, she won. She won. You how's know, Karen, how's Karen doing with the tree? Karen's fine with the tree. She has to move her cage a little bit, but uh, you know, she's good with the tree. It's cozy over there, like a little wolf den. And she, it's not a real tree, so she's not tempted to to pee near it. Or... I don't think she pees on trees. 
It's not, it's not, she doesn't wait for the tree. She just goes, here I am. There's some grass. I'm doing it. Yeah. I, she never peed on a tree. Do I think that's not much trees? of a, well, not girl dogs, but, but boy dogs do. They like to lift their leg and hit the tree. Yeah. All right. Well, we're off to a <laughs> running start here. <laughs> so yeah, Thanksgiving is over. Now it's time for Christmas, right? Uh, you know, Ben was, uh, Ben, you were really good the other night at the uh, reception. You, uh, you did your first karaoke? Was that what that was? It was my first ever karaoke. But I have to say, I, I would never want, like having done a live band karaoke now, I never want to do a regular karaoke. We had live band karaoke, and, and Ben got up there and did uh, Can't Hardly Wait by The Replacements. Now, it, wasn't, it wasn't Bark at the Moon, but uh, you nailed it pretty good. Thank you. Joe Shannon was like, who's that? I, well, maybe I can get a gig at Metro. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but but uh, did you hear that I dedicated it to Gabe? Yes. I got up and I said, this is for absent friends. This goes out to Gabe Rodriguez. And then I sang. It's another dedication song. I didn't get to be a part of. Like the happy birthday at the Metro that day. I was downstairs. I didn't hear it. And Ben's tribute. Tribute. Backhanded tribute. Yeah. <laughs> I was okay. just, I was altered enough to be able to get through it without collapsing in a puddle of sweat. But, but I mean, I really felt like, wow, what a room full of ringers. Cause everyone seemed to either be like, you know, in a band or in the entertainment industry or in the nightclub industry in some way. Yes. There was a lot of, there, there was a lot of people that have been <laughs> in an industry of, of <laughs> th- that kind of thing. It was a good crowd. It was a good group of people. Great time. And uh, when that live band karaoke started, I was like, oh, no, is this a bad idea? And then uh, it turned out to be a good idea. So so that was good. Gabe, what song would you have done? I, d- I actually don't know. Uh, let me think. Uh, she's got you, balls. <laughs> have you ever done ca- karaoke before? <laughs> Just once. I was on the road with, with you guys, and uh, we were after, at an after show thing, and there was a young lady there that dragged me up and did stop dragging my heart around. I think I told this before, but it's the only time I ever did it. You did stop dragging my heart around? Yes. I was the male version portion <laughs> and she was not. And I was embarrassed as hell and I was sweating like I was a 12 year old boy. Yeah. Justine and I do stop dragging my heart around and she makes me do the Stevie Nicks part. And, uh, <laughs> oh, never again. We've done it a couple of times, and it's worked out, but the last time it was bad. I don't know. Karaoke, uh, I, I think I should stop. Karaoke is just not my uh, forte, should I, I, say. I, I People probably want to know, what did Scott do? And he oh, fucking did Let's Dance. You good. killed it. You were great. Let's Dance was fantastic, man. Yeah, and it should have stopped there. But then uh, we decided to push, push, push my luck, and we did... Uh, man in the box and that was not fantastic <laughs> it was pretty fantastic it was a great end to the night that was a, a, a fitting final number yeah uh, but i will say the, the the guy who blew me away uh was herb rosen oh yeah he, he he did war pigs and it was pretty fucking great oh that's right he did war pigs <laughs> i forgot all about that because i know he he did two songs he yeah. did uh, uh i can't help falling in love with you he also yeah. got up for maybe three other people's songs and did backup vocals or, and or harmonies <laughs> and stuff. He was he was a constant on stage. Yeah, it's it's hard to keep it's hard to keep Herb Rosen down once karaoke starts. 
I thought Herb was the exact right amount of whatever Herb is that night. Yeah. We showed up a little late. Well, I don't know about that, but I mean, whatever whatever intake he was intaking, I thought he he hit like a perfect mark of like... Yeah, he showed up a little late. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, it was good. It was all right. Some some good performances. This was um, your this was your hometown reception for your wedding that was out out of out of state. So people right. who were home who couldn't make the destination wedding came out and did in celebration. Now, 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 who are you doing all this for? That this talking that you're doing right now. Is I'm it, doing it for the people that don't understand what yeah. you're talking about because you started in on it and didn't mention that this was it's, your reception for your wedding that was for hometown people. It's a fucking pro move, uh, <laughs> but it just it's funny when you do it. I like to point out that it's happening when you you know you actually do it. I, I, I have a reminiscence, or a, uh, I feel like I'm Kramer in the episode where he, he's got the Merv Griffin set on his on, yeah. on his house. It's my favorite episode. Yeah, that's great. It, it, it's funny because when we first started this podcasting thing, I thought I was going to be the one having to do that, sort of explain things for the outsiders. Yes. And I that and I wind up never doing it. I go down a rabbit hole faster than anyone. And it's usually one of you two guys saying, right. uh, for those of you listening at home, we're talking about something in the back of this room. And there's, you know. Yeah, yeah that was supposed to be hats. your job, Ben. That, that's what you were here for. It's a, flu- <laughs> it's, it's a fluid situation. That's okay. Gabe likes to pick up the mantle. Yeah. Yeah, gave me to earn his pee. His, uh, his so I just finished watching uh, Get Back. Uh, I've, in fact, started it over again, so it's, it's starting from the beginning uh, right now. Just finished it. I watched the first episode yesterday morning and then um, went and had dinner, and then I came back and blazed through the second episode and got about halfway through the third. Thought, I'm going to do this, I'm going to make it, and then... I had to tap out before they got on the roof. So I finished it today. Gabe, have, have you watched it? Not yet. <clears throat> I, I, I got to find somebody's or just buy it or whatever. Log in. And, I, th- uh, I think there's, they're giving it away for a month today for like $1.99. Today only? Mm, maybe today only. They'll probably right. still do it for tomorrow. I can hook they, you they, up. They, over, over, over Thanksgiving, they tried to... <laughs> That's uh, John Lennon from his grave. He wants to have a word with you about get back. Dude, cut it out, man. Go somewhere else. Holy shit. Sounds more like uh I was gonna say yoga. Michael Lindsay Hogg. <laughs> Sounds more like uh Heather. Heather uh Heather McCartney or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Giving Yoko a run for her money. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean I, I, I honestly you know I don't see how it is for everybody, Mm-mm. you know, but uh, it, it's definitely for me, you know. Um, but yeah, exhaustive is is a pretty pretty good word. But I could watch, you know, four more hours of it at least. Gabe, what did it, you think? I didn't watch it yet. Oh, you haven't seen yeah, it? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. So don't blow it's, it for me. But I, I know what happens. That's too bad. I know what happens. But I did just they break up. I just realized. That that's not their last recording session that they did. They did yeah. Abbey Road after that. Now, you didn't know that? Well, who knows? I was born in 71, not like you people over there. <laughs> Pre-71 people. Hey, they broke up before I was born. What you're saying is no excuse. There's no excuse for it. 
But Gabe, I'll let you know that one exciting thing about Get Back is you get to see them. <laughs> fucking hey, man. Uh, you hear them uh, creating a bunch of those Abbey Road songs. Like all of side two of Abbey Road comes into play at some point and get back right scott yeah they're doing uh maxwell's silver hammer they're doing a longer version of mean mr mustard that i'd never heard before um it's pretty cool it's pretty cool her yeah that's the thing a lot of people think oh yeah that longer version of her majesty is pretty great a lot of uh, and octopus's garden that whole bit is pretty cool which i i never knew that ringo actually wrote that did you know that game it sounds like something that if Paul or John didn't write it, that would be the one that was it. I didn't think Ringo wrote songs. I thought they wrote songs for Ringo. I think they did write songs for Ringo, but he might yes, have had wrote- a hand in them and didn't get credit. He doesn't have credit on that, does he? Yes. No. That's Star? Starkey? Richard Starkey. I thought it said Lennon McCartney on all his songs. But it's, here uh, It said it in the movie. That's one of the annoying things about it. They keep putting the... When they play a song, they put up what song it is and who the writers are and I'm just like oh we get even it. if they're just these imaginary fragments that you never hear again right, right but one thing about one thing that I didn't know uh, they all seem to call him Richie throughout most of this yeah like they didn't call him Ringo well no. this asshole Michael Lindsay Hogg calls everyone by their initials so it's like RS and PM wow Michael Lindsay really got got under he, your skin huh he, what did he not get under your skin no he was a lot younger than I thought he'd be but but um yeah not really hmm. okay you were very not really. tolerant you know what i thought was interesting was that he kept pushing for that for them to play in that coliseum yeah and the like, ruins and george was like i don't want to do that and you know and then cut to a couple of years later and pink floyd's like yeah we'll do that yeah you know <laughs> they must have been at abbey road and they're like yeah they want to explain the ruins fucking bullshit and they go Hmm, that sounds like a good idea. Michael Lindsay Hogg didn't shoot that thing, did he? No, that was okay. uh, Frank Mabin, I believe the guy's name was. Um, mm. I don't know. But no, he didn't do that. Very Michael Lindsay Hogg-ish, though. A lot of close-ups um, and, and those nice Godardian tracking shots, which there was only really one... There weren't a lot of tracking shots in this. There was that one where it went by a glass, of, an empty glass that I thought was pretty cool. I like those tracking shots. Like, have you ever seen uh, Sympathy for the Devil? Who are you asking? You. Yeah, I've you, seen it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is kind of like a seven-hour Sympathy for the Devil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Without well, the interludes. The, the Peter Jackson's threatening the director's cut. Uh, it's going to be 18 hours. So we, we haven't even seen half of this thing yet. Wait a minute. You're telling me... Peter Jackson is going to put out a long version of one of his movies? <laughs> it's a shock. This is the same Peter Jack- Jackson that directed the Lord of the Rings movies? Wow. That- and, and The Hobbit. Turn The Hobbit into three fucking movies. You heard it here for, first, folks. You heard it here first. Well, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there to watch it. Um, what about you, Gabe? You going to watch it? I watched the three three hours first. And then I'll watch the later Oh, you ones. haven't seen it yet? <laughs> What's yeah, the, nobody, well, would, nobody would give me... I, I was reaching out to all these people. I'm like, all right, enough of this shit. I've got to see this. Uh, give me your password. 
and it was just radio silence all day. You didn't uh, ask me. I would have given it Thanksgiving. to you. Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Uh, and then, bing, 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 bing. It was like an avalanche of uh, passwords. So thank you, everybody. Uh, thanks for helping me stick it to the mouse. What's the most surprising thing that you saw or heard? Um, it's somebody, how they played their instrument or how they wrote a song or anything like that. I don't know. Cause you know, I, I used to, um, I used to check out, let it be like, I think it was like a bootleg copy, but I'd check out the movie, let it be from the library all the time. So I've seen that so many times And that movie. As far as I can remember, it was basically just the, the Twickenham stuff. And then, you know, them on the roof. Um, but what was really cool was how great everything got and how everything changed once, um, once, once Billy, Billy got there. What's Billy's last name? Preston. Preston. Once Billy Preston showed up, it was like, it was, you're watching a completely different band. It was crazy because it's so miserable before he shows up and you're like, this is not fun. And then, and then it is. Uh, it was fun to see Alan Parsons. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, it was f- fun to see them mess around with the, the stylophone. The Eye um, in the Sky? Eye in the Sky, yeah. He worked at Abbey Road. Did you know he was the, uh, he was the engineer on, on uh, Dark Side of the Moon? Who knows this stuff? Nobody knows anything about Alan Parsons. Alan he Parsons? Was, yeah, that's... He, he was he, the... Uh, he was the tape operator. But I, one thing that was fascinating to me was sort of how kind of, not cheap, but I mean, it was sort of, it was kind of, some of it was low rent. They were, you know, the equipment. They were so, oh yeah, I guess we should bring in some record, recording equipment. Yeah. I guess we should set this stuff up. But it wasn't. They had that guy that's making all that crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then they had that prototype of that guitar that was like yeah. a guitar on one side and a bass on the other. And you'd flip, you'd twirl the neck around. But, yeah. That's yeah. an interesting concept. Yeah, I don't think that one ever got off the ground. No. Uh, Linda looked great. That was that was a kind of a surprise to me. I was like, "Wow, she looks terrific." Um, I don't know. I guess the octopus's garden was <laughs> was the biggest surprise to me. You know, that that was my takeaway. That Ringo wrote Octopus's Guard. I just looked up and, and uh, George got shocked by the microphone. Speaking of low rent stuff. Is, is there footage of Ringo playing guitar? No, Ringo's playing the the, the piano. Oh really? Okay. <clears throat> there might be there might be a shot of Ringo playing a guitar at some point. At some point Paul's behind the drums and I think Ringo's got something else in his hand. Right. He goes to reach for a guitar or a bass, and I was like Ooh, can he play? And then it never happened. I don't ever recall him actually playing. Yeah. I don't know, guys. Great times we're living in. <laughs> Good times. I mean, it, 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 that's the thing is I know um, that this is supposed to, Let It Be is supposed to be a le- lesser record. I know that, you know, these are songs aren't supposed to be up to snuff, but I've always loved this record and, and I still do. And so, um, I don't mind hearing these songs over and over and over. Um, I mean, I think those, 
th- those last three records are my favorite Beatles records, and those are the ones that I listen to all the time. What about you, Gabe? What did you think of the movie? <laughs> the one thing I'd learned, I've been you know watching interviews and stuff, people talking about them, but they re- they wrote within a twelve month calendar year, Help, Rubber Soul, and Revolver. Wrote and recorded three albums, those classic albums in one year. I'm sorry, what? I wasn't listening. Yes, you were. Help, Rubber Soul, and Revolver. Were recorded and written within a calendar year of each other. Well, that's when they had a manager. And here they don't have a manager. So they wrote uh, six songs within (laughs) a calendar year. But they do seem like they're in a panic because it's been five months since they released a record of any kind. All right. I, I thought was kind of funny. but Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Parsons is in there, Gabe. Did you know that if you listen to the very end of Dark Side of the Moon and you hear, listen to those heartbeats and you crank it up, you can hear a Muzak version of Ticket to Ride playing. Just as those heartbeats fade out. Because what they must have done is they must have recorded over, they must have erased a tape of Beatles Muzak recordings and just recorded over that. And so there's a little bit of bleed. Did you know that, Gabe? No, I didn't. But uh, I didn't know there was such thing as Muzak that early. <laughs> and I don't think you're telling me the truth anymore. I think you made it up. <laughs> it's, the, it's the truth. Listen to the end of it. Well, maybe they oh. didn't take the tape of some music in a, a Beatles song and play over it and record over it. No, but maybe they. Well, they, they recorded the they recorded that record at Abbey Road. So, what do you think happened? It's just it's just a coincidence. It's how is it a coincidence? They're at Abbey Road. They're using tape at Abbey Road. Give me that tape. We've erased over it. No one needs this. Go ahead. It's probably all early. What, what else version. is there? You think they re, you think they recorded a music version of Ticket to the Ride and, and put it on there? Is that what you think happened? Because that's crazy, my friend. I don't know. I'll have to listen. If I ever get a ch- chance to play, what, Dark Side of the Moon at the end? <laughs> I don't even own the record. I heard it enough on the bus. Oh, then you must have heard that. No, all I'm thinking is the heartbeats, and then it comes into whatever us and them. Is that what it does? No, it's speak to me. And you, okay. I, I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what else we got here? Short Eyes on Criterion Channel. I recommend Now, what the you. hell is Short Eyes? It's from 1977. It's a gritty... New York City prison drama. Ooh, so it's probably Stop. leaving tonight. Oh. I think all the New York movies are leaving tonight. I don't know if it actually fell under the New York City thing. and I don't know that they're all leaving. Uh, but it stars Bruce Davison as Ooh. a uh, child molester. Oh. Who finds his way into general population. Oh. Uh, it's pretty great. Oh, it sounds great. Yeah. Sounds really good. Was it better than Bruce Davison in uh, Longtime Companion? Uh, 
no, but it's, I think it, th- this feels like it must be like his first or near first screen appearance. He's probably. very, very young. Very young. Probably. And he probably, it's kind of hard to bounce back from uh, playing a child molester. Um, it, it takes a while to like, what was that guy's name who played the child molester in Happiness? And Dylan Baker. Mm-hmm. And he kind of doesn't work anymore. I mean, he's so good in that movie. It's like, yeah, you, you, you're not employable. What about that dude uh, who wrote and directed, and did he also star in Powder? Turned out <laughs> to be a child molester. <laughs> no, that's uh, what's that guy's name? He did uh, Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's great. Yeah, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's not great, <laughs> but he did that movie Clown House. And it was impossible to find it because that's when it came out that he was, he had pictures of them in their underwear or naked or something like that. And uh, what's his name? Sil- Silvi- Silva? Something Silva or something? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a big Jeepers Creepers fan. Jeepers, Jeepers Creepers 2 is pretty good as well. Is he, is he behind that? The Jeepers Creepers movies, yes. The, the second one too. Yeah, yeah, and there's there's some real uh, creepy vibes going on in that too. The way that creature will sniff all the young young high school men. Victor Salva. Victor Salva. Uh, music in Powder by Jerry Goldsmith. I gotta go. Oh, I gotta go listen. I never to saw that. Powder. How oh, about really? you, Gabe? You saw no, Powder, but right? What I have been watching. Uh-oh, I've been watching go. this. Uh, this series on Netflix, the one with Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes. The oh, is it good? I like it. It's good. It's called I True, watch it. True Story, something like that. True Story. I want to watch it. It's pretty good. It's a short series, and I'm on episode six, so don't tell me what happens at the end. If you've seen it, but I haven't uh, seen it. It's pretty good. I think I think you might like it. I'm recommending it. Is it as good as the Beatles doc? We'll see. I'll let you know. Different genre. So really? it's True Story, not. True Detective. Correct. I think it's called True Story. That is it True Detective-ish? Because it's got all the familiar earmarks of, of a True Detective. I've thing. never seen True Detective, so I can't tell oh, if no? it off or not. So, but you, should wa- you should watch it. I haven't seen Wesley Snipes in a movie in a long time, and uh, he's good. I like him. What's your favorite Wesley Snipes movie? Oh, I don't know. New Jack City? Any. I couldn't name New Jack any. City? Was he in it? Yeah, he's in New Jack City. Come on, G. G Money, you know he's in New Jack City. I'm, ben, did I'm, you know that Gabe's nickname used to be G Money? It still I did is. not. Oh, oh, it still is. Yeah, after New Jack City. Is it? I would tell you the story when I went to see New Jack City. Mm-mm. Uh, in Chicago at this place called the Chestnut Station. And uh, it was where... Uh, you know, all the black movies in the 90s would play. So I would have to go there if I wanted to see, you know, House Party or, you know, stuff like that. Um, And that was the only place that New Jack City was playing. So I went there and it was packed. And I'm for real the only white guy in there. And I'm sitting in the back and they get to that part where Nino Brown is saying, you know, what are you coming at me for? You know, all, all the drugs and the guns, they, they didn't come from the hood. They came from out there. You know, go out there and get them. And there's this guy up front, and he starts yelling. He goes, that's right. 
that's right, those white motherfuckers, that's right. And I'm like thinking, uh-oh. And then the movie ends and, uh, you know, and everyone loves it. And it's a great movie. And this guy up front, he stands up, jumps up out of his seat, and then he turns around and he goes, now that's right, let's go out there and get all those white motherfuckers. And I went, time to go. And I got up and I ran out of there. I usually stay and watch the credits, not that time. But they all went, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I should probably go. I'm not wanted here. Not here. Same exact thing happened to me and Jim Healy in a Chicago suburb seeing that Christopher Nolan space movie. What's it called? Interspace. Not, no. Not no. Interspace, Interstellar. <laughs> Interstellar. Yeah. Jim got into a fight with these two guys wearing, um, like they'd just come from a deer hunt, it seemed. Oh, yeah? Uh, and uh, they were on their cell phone at the start of the movie, and Jim stood up and told them to turn the fucking cell phones off. And they, they stood up, turned back at us. We were like four rows behind them, and I think the guy spit at us. And I was like, these Ooh. guys are going to fucking beat the shit out of us after this movie. So the whole movie was ruined for me, because the whole time I'm like, well, I got Here two comes, hours left to live. Here comes my ass <laughs> kicking. <laughs> I went with a friend to see Child's Play when it came out when we were in high school and he had been going through some stuff which I didn't know about and it's packed of course and uh, it gets to this really scary scene it's packed of course because it was opening night uh, but this really scary scene where you're just about to find out whether or not Chucky is actually real <laughs> or not you know and everyone's it's tense it's tense and so this guy next to me that I'd come with he stands up and turns around and I thought he was going to, like, go, don't worry, everybody, it's only a movie. You know, just something stupid. That's kind of stuff he used to do. Uh -huh. He turns around, he yells, he goes, the next one of you fucking assholes that throws something at my head, I'm going to kick your motherfucking ass. And then he turns around, he sits down. And I was like, what did you just do? And then... It, the whole audience goes, ooh, and starts <laughs> laughing at him and yelling. I was like, sit your motherfucking ass down. And I was just like, oh, we're going to die. We're just totally going to die. And I could hear somebody behind me like talking about how they were going to kill him. And so I was like, you better get up and go. And so he sits there and then gets up and he left. But, uh, yeah, that was a pretty good one. That was a pretty good movie experience. I know what you mean. What about you, Gabe? You ever you ever get into it? No, the but movies? remember back in the in in the high school or early twenty years, we used to go to movies all the time, and and we'd you'd go you'd take us to some bad movies. Remember? And I would always say, I would always say, one of these days I'm gonna stand up and just say fuck this and walk out. And I wanted to do it so bad and get shorty, but I never did. I, I always that's one of my regrets. I never did it. That's the worst movie ever made, by the way. You know that. Wow. No, it's not. Get, get Shorty is just fine. Oh, that's a horrible movie. Horrible There's nothing movie. wrong with Get Shorty. You should see the sequel. That's, yeah. bad. <laughs> that's bad. You know what? I did that the other day with Dune. I <laughs> you did. didn't get I, up and say, fuck this. I said, fuck this. I got up and I said, fuck this. And I walked right out. <laughs> I did. You never did that. I never, I've never done it. I probably never will, but... See, that's the difference between you and me, Gabe. You think about these things, <laughs> and then I do them. I don't go to movies. I haven't been to a theater in four years, five years. Four? When was the last movie you saw in a theater? 
I saw the Harriet Tubman uh, movie. Which one was it called? What's it called? Uh, what? Underground Railroad, whatever it was called. You know what I'm talking about. Did you lose a bet or something? No, I wanted to see it. Huh. Really? I, I think it, the last movie you went to see wasn't Dumb and Dumber 2? No. That was in uh, Woodstock, Illinois with you and Ryan. Yeah, you weren't too happy about that one either. <laughs> that was pretty bad. I mean, That's the great. First one, the first one was okay. You know, it's funny. <laughs> But the second one, no, you you can't you can't do two of those. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan and I are laughing our asses off all through this movie, and Gabe just keeps looking at us like, "What is wrong with you assholes?" And just getting madder and madder, and just like, "Why am I here?" <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe if I was fourteen, and I'd get the fart jokes and the stuff. But come on. Oh yeah, you're you're much more. You're too sophisticated for that, huh? <laughs> well, now they're what, over your head. Wait, what, what bad movies did I take you to? What bad movies did I make you go see? Well, that was Name, one of them. Get Shorty. Yes, that was for sure one of them. I, okay. I, I don't know. We, we saw movies before that weren't, weren't the best, and I might have fallen asleep and didn't say anything. And they were always my idea? We wouldn't go see a movie I wanted to see. Well, you didn't want to see anything. Right, I'm not a big movie guy. I only went just to hang out. I was just there. So then what did you care? What did you care if the movie was good or bad? You were just there to hang out anyway. You're only there because you appreciate the fine music, as they say at the beginning of Diner. Mickey Rourke's classic line. Have you ever seen Diner, Gabe? No. I saw... (laughs) I saw uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in... Al Pacino, what's that movie? (laughs) Frankie and Johnny. Frankie and Johnny. It's the closest thing to Diner I've seen. Did we go see that together? Probably. I only think it sounds like Diner because she works at a diner, right? Sure. I don't think I don't think Frankie and Johnny was a good movie, though. It's Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, I know. That's all but it needs to be said. It wasn't a good movie. Doesn't matter. You think hmm. uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is related to Mackay Pfeiffer? Is I didn't know there was a person named Mackay Pfeiffer. This ain't no Michelle Pfeiffer. This ain't no. Mackay Pfeiffer. I don't know. You know, what's a better question? Is is Michelle Pfeiffer related to Jules Pfeiffer? That's a great question. Do you know that, Ben? I mean, I don't think she is, but God, it would be great if they were if they were related. Can you imagine? I can. I can imagine. <laughs> Did you know Jeff Goldblum is in powder? I I've heard he's into powder. <laughs> <laughs> and Lance Hendrickson. By the way, oh, Lance Hendrickson. Hendrickson, what a great, no great D. actor. Yeah, Hendrickson, yeah. what a great actor. A, a favorite of uh, Catherine Bigelow, which uh, we'll bring up Catherine Bigelow later when we start talking to Steve. Oh yeah, does he have a yeah. Bigelow connection? He has, a, he has a Bigelow connection. Oh, you he remember? was uh, what? He was in a movie, right? Right. Deuce Bigelow. Yeah. <laughs> You you know you know who we're talking to today, right, Gabe? Actually, I don't know. I didn't put the connection together. A guy named Steve. I don't know. I don't know who. How I should know him? I'll probably be reminded somewhere. He was in Season of Risk. The band? Yeah. I'll have to. I'll have to see. I'll have to talk. I, 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 you didn't say it in the email. You just said, "Here's the guy we're doing our next episode with." I didn't put the connection together. I thought you would Google it. <laughs> Usually you give me a link or something, say, here's his information. 
is is that what you want me to do from now from now on? Your your goddamn thumbs are broken. No, but just because you give me a guy's name and that doesn't mean I can Google it and find it. I mean, it could be. Yes, just- yes, it does. That's exactly <laughs> what it means. <laughs> I did Google him, and I, the first thing I thought was, "Oh, okay, this guy's right in Gabe's wheelhouse." Gabe's wheelhouse. Yes. Well, both of your wheelhouses. Yes. But I thought for sure Gabe would be a big fan. Well, it's not that I'm not a big fan. I just didn't know who he was. I didn't get a chance to look him up. I worked. Who, who else are you a big fan of that you don't really know who they are? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so, yes, it's Steve from Season of Risk. Which um, member yes. was he? Was he the singer or the drummer? The singer. Okay. But it's been 20 years since I even heard the Season of Risk name come up. You know, it's it's off of my radar. You know, you say that all the time. You say that it's been at least 20 years. <laughs> now, is it 20 years or is that just your go-to on everything? It's my go-to. Today, today, my wife, Heidi, she she wears my Sam Haynes shirt. Now, I got this Sam Haynes shirt when I was 16. So you're saying Heidi's a poser? No. This shirt, I... It's a medium. I haven't worn a medium shirt in 30-something years. That's my go-to, 30 years. But she, when she wears it, it's got the Glenn Danzig with the blood coming down his face and the other guy's eerie vibe. Yeah. You, know, the, yeah. you know, when your wife wears that shirt around the house, you, you got to say, hey, just mad props here. You know, you can pull that off. I can't anymore. I, I don't fit into it anymore. I've got your other Sam Hain medium. But you never wear it. Oh, I did for a long time. And then um, <laughs> something happened to it. I don't know. I, I, I can't wear a medium anymore. I gave so you that I shirt, can. didn't I? Yeah. Or did you take it? You weren't wearing it. Well, that doesn't mean that you can just have free rain on it and just take All right. stuff from the Listen, wearing. I didn't take it. Okay. You gave it to me. We were living together, and uh, I didn't take it. In fact, I, I wore it during that photo shoot when they, the Tribune came over to our house. It was the Sun-Times. They came over to our place and wanted to see how we were, how we were living. Remember There's that? a picture of you with a Sam Haynes shirt in the Chicago Tribune. Or the Sun Times. One of the two. I, I got to find this. I don't remember the shirt making it making the cut. I remember giving you the shirt though. Okay, so you remember giving it to me? Why are you giving me shit then? Well, now that we're talking about it, I remember it. I, you know, ten minutes ago I didn't remember. It. <laughs> <laughs> ten minutes ago, you were ready to accuse me of ransacking your closet. Just because I don't wear it doesn't mean you can just take my stuff. It takes a while for me to remember things sometimes. Yeah. Gabe, you've got, uh, you've got Lifer's vinyl behind you. Did you want to? Do you have a, a G&P plug segment you want to do now? There's always a plug segment. But uh, for people that don't have the vinyl, now is a good time to get it. I was giving away some free CDs with it last couple weeks ago. Maybe I'll find something to give away, some stickers or something. But we got clear vinyl. We got the red vinyl. Blood red vinyl. Uh, you got blood red vinyl and clear vinyl. That's yeah. it? On the Lifer's record, yes. Yeah. You know, the... People were asking about the Mix 3 vinyl. Everybody knows there's issues with while. vinyl out there. It's going to be a while. Yeah. So in the meantime, while we're waiting for the Mix 3 swirly orange and purple or whatever it is out there, we'll get them. In the meantime, we got the Lifers vinyl. Double vinyl. Well, you're not saying they have to buy a record while they're waiting for the other records to come. It's just don't bother you. Uh, well, I'm not selling the record yet. You know, the Mix 3 vinyl, because 
I didn't put it up for sale. I didn't think it'd be coming anytime soon. You didn't? No. I mean, I, I got the uh, 12 inch test press. The test press um, like last week or a couple weeks ago. How did it, how did it sound? Sounds good. Sounds good. We gave it the, the thumbs up. It took it's, that long to get the test press though. Yes, it, it so, did. Does the, uh, does the, does the double lifers vinyl play at 45 RPM like the Taylor Swift album? that everyone freaked out about? Yes, exactly. Like the Taylor Swift album. <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to, are you going to, are you going to do like local age? I'll re-record your back catalog, Scott's version of, uh, of all your albums like Taylor. No, no, I don't believe in that. I'm not, I, I mean, I understand why she's doing it and it's an interesting idea, but, uh, I don't believe in that. I think, once it's recorded, it's done. Fucking move on, you know. I mean, people get screwed, and and there is there is a good reason to do that. But I just, I don't know, it rubs me the wrong way. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. What about you, Gabe? I like if it's better or if it's <clears throat> different. I mean, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with re-recording old songs. Uh, yes, there is. No. Like, I mean, you're going to do a live version, that's one thing, but re-recording an old song, what's the point? Well, you're well right. I think you're right, especially the way she does it, which is she's trying to exactly duplicate these things so that you can't tell the difference, which to me is like, why? That's stupid. Do because she different. wants to get ownership back of her stuff. Which is fine, but she could still do, she could still have fun with it uh, where, and, you know, at least throw up. A variation into each song that people could. She's not doing for. that. No. What was what was no, that it's... fucking ten minute thing she played on well, Saturday Night Live? There's lots of extra tracks, and so yeah. that's like an extra, like a ten that, minute version of her four minutes. That was excruciating, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, how how long is this gonna go? I didn't realize what was happening. I, I didn't know it was an old song. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything about it. But I was like, this is a long song, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hash this out, but when you re-recorded "Hey Rita," how about that with the Married Men? You think he got me on this one? I didn't. I that's didn't completely I di- that's completely different. There was no I, way that anyone would ever confuse that version with the original version. No, but you re-recorded a song that you had on record before, and it was on a record full of covers and re-recorded versions of other stuff. I'm not trying to get you. I'm just you, trying to you, say. Yes, you are. You recorded one of your own tracks again. Because it had taken on a, a life of its own when we were playing it live. So that's what that EP was about. And then you started playing it again with the intermingled Helter Skelter. You so mean, it's like I've cover, got a feeling. i got a feeling. It's a cover of a cover of a cover. Mm, I, I, I disagree with your logic here. How is it a cover of a cover of a cover? Because you added, I've got a feeling, on the Married Men version. Uh-huh. And then I think you kept it in when you started playing with Ryan. I think. Okay. So, so that's, that's your cover of a cover of a cover. Kind of. But it's like a Xerox machine cover of a cover of a cover because it's your own. So it's like putting instant coffee in the microwave. Something like you, that. that. You, you, go, know what I'm you go back about. in time. Yes, Stephen Wright. Stephen Wright joke. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
The point is, you re-recorded Hey Rita. I like all the versions, but uh, that's an example. Gotcha, Gabe. Look at Gotcha, Gabe. Just trying to get me. You know what? Uh, I knew it. As soon as I said that, what's the point? Something went <laughs> off in his eyes. I it was coming. It. Yeah, was he coming. was like, oh, I got him. <laughs> Started licking his lips, rubbing his hands together. Uh-oh. Who's, whose dog is that? That's my dog. That's Josie. She's... That was my Got a dog friend over. Is silent. I, I thought for a second she could hear that, but then I realized she can't. Uh, so, so one of these guys on our Thanksgiving show suggested that you go out on tour with some band called Dead Sarah. And uh, my my inbox has now been flooded with people saying that's a great idea. I don't think Scott knows that band. He should find out about them. She's great, Dead Sarah. They'd be a great double bill. Dead Sarah. Dead Sarah. Well, I like Dead Confederate. I like Dead Meadow. I like... Dead Milkman. Dead Milkman, yeah. So I, I, I can't see why I wouldn't like Dead Sarah. She does a cover of Heart Shaped Box, I saw. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that's... Wow. <laughs> an endorsement of any kind, but... I heard somebody told me that uh, what's his name Ivan Neville does an, a mean cover of Heart Shaped Box really that's what I hear I want to hear that can I find I bet the Neville Brothers should we listen to Ivan Neville singing Heart Shaped Box so he's got a recorded version of it is no, that just a live thing but I, he's on a jam cruise he's on a boat there's a seven minute version of him singing this what the hell is a jam cruise Check out that person in the green. <laughs> I don't know. It mm. feels it's like a little good. out of his range there. It's out of, I don't think it's out of his range. It's just not as magical as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a little spookier. Yeah. A little... Uh, like who's who did that cover of Weird Fishes by uh, Radiohead that's been out? Um, some like soul band. It's that's pretty spooky. Really cool. Ben, I, I got your your gift of uh, the Bruce Springsteen movie. Mm. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be watching it as soon as I finish watching the Beatles. We actually had neighbors over last night and watched it again. Oh yeah, on my on my. Big new TV, cranked it up. Unbelievable. I'll check it out. I'm afraid to watch it because I, I had a bit of a breakthrough when I was listening to um, that Tattoo You deluxe edition that came out. Uh-huh. Uh, and there's, there's a, like a 34-track Stones concert from that era. And it was awful. 
it was so bad and it was just tons of like bleeding saxophones not bleeding but bleating Mm -hmm. saxophones and just this idea of rock and roll that is just the most stale bullshit idea of rock and roll and uh i love the stones but this particularly this particular era and i think tattoo you is a great record but this era of live stuff was just lazy and awful and i don't know there there's something about that sort of not guitar driven guitar rock and roll where you know like rolling stone magazine says you know like the stones and and Bruce Springsteen like this is real rock and roll and I've never really understood that I don't get it I mean it, to me it sounds more like Broadway bullshit than you know rock and roll it certainly doesn't sound anything like you know the guitar driven rough rock of the stones of the turn of the 70s you know right text me after you watch the first song of this uh, set okay let me know if you still think that way. I mean, it's got Badlands on it, and that is my favorite. That's definitely my favorite. Spring Text Stones me song. after you watch the first three songs of this show. <laughs> uh, and let me know if you don't think it's guitar-driven. I, okay. I, I, don't want, I know you don't like spoilers, but one of the revelations, as somebody who's seen Springsteen over 20 times and started seeing him the year after this thing came out, or the year after he played this show, was how fucking great of a guitar player he is and how front and center guitars were in those days and you're yeah, right there's I, a ton of clarence clemens saxophone but it's not the same as that stone stuff yeah i learned uh we did springsteen for halloween when you're at the double door and so i definitely learned that um and we did a, we did a lot of songs with you know where springsteen guitar solos and stuff like that so i i did learn that i i am aware of that but yeah there's just something I listening hear your. That, I understand that, that fear. Stone thing was just yeah. a bummer. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you'll be all right. But you know, yeah. well, at least the guitars on this on this Beatles doc sound great. God damn, the guitars sound great. So good. Did you like the guitars on this, Gabe? I think I will in the future when I start watching it for the first time. <laughs> What's your favorite guitar that you see in Get Back? Did you see that one bass that McCartney pulls out with like the flames or whatever? It's got a one it, like metal looking bass. Was it the Rickenbacker? No, it had like red. I think it was the lightning bolts. It. That. Okay, I, 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 I don't Rick. remember seeing that bass before. He didn't play it for very long. They didn't like the sound of it, right? Yeah, he, I, I it's barely in this movie, but I don't ever remember seeing it in any other Beatles footage. I think that was the Rick. I I love that brown Telecaster of George's. George's, yeah, yeah, that is such a great guitar. It was fun to see uh, Paul play it. Yeah. Play, How about play all those bow ties that, that, that George is wearing? Did that give you any ideas? You know, George, it was like two different people at the beginning, and then he quits, and then he comes back. Really hold just... It hold it. Hold it. You didn't know George quit during the recording of Let It Be? <laughs> no, I know. You know, Glenn Johns looks like... Uh, looks like... Uh, oh, fuck. What's his name? from uh, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Z-Man. He's got a Z-Man vibe going on. Mm-hmm. I just realized it. I just looked up. I'm like, is that Z-Man? No, it's Glenn Johns. But uh, John Lennon is playing the six-string bass. And Paul is looking at him like, I can't handle this anymore. I've got to get out of here. 
Well, somebody, well, actually, Mark, who was on the podcast, uh, does not. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Somebody else said, Giles is wrong. That's not John on bass. After watching the Get Back movie, John can barely play the bass. That's Paul. If I don't John, know about that. John's one of the best rhythm guitar players of all time. If you can play rhythm guitar, you can play the bass. The, you know, I, I, I think we need to get to the bottom of that, but, but I don't know if we ever will. Look at him, Z-Man. <laughs> What do you think? Who do you think Alan Parsons looks like? Alan Parsons. I mean, there's something about the look on that guy. Like, that guy really thinks he got a raw deal in life. Like, he thinks that he didn't get enough credit for whatever he did on Dark Side of the Moon. So then he thought he could turn around and do Dark Side of the Moon by himself. It's like, it's not that easy, is it, buddy? I like that Games People Play song. Yeah, but it's no Dark Side of the Moon. No, no, no. I mean, I had iRobot, and I was like, some of this is good. Some of this is straight-up garbage. Mm-hmm. Games People Play. You like that one, Gabe? Did you know that was Alan Parsons' project? I'll bet you didn't. He's got that look on his face. You can always tell when Gabe's going, <laughs> wait a minute. And he's looking I'm around. I'm thinking of the Spinner song. <laughs> Games People. You know that song? No. What's, isn't there a song, Games People Play by the Spinners? Games People Play in the Middle of the Night. No, that's not the one. In the Middle of the Night. Oh, that's better. Yeah. That'd be a pretty good karaoke song right there. Games People Play. Me, you I fucked up. This song. I sent you that Spinners uh, link, Ben. Okay. In the chat. Oh, in the chat. Yeah, okay. can't believe you, you don't know this song. I didn't say I don't know it. Yes, I'm saying I don't know it. Up. I don't know this song. It's like the album version. The definitive, the, the definitive soul collection. They're all wearing George Harrison bow ties. This is the long version. This is definitely the album version. Can't get no rest. Don't know how I work all day. When will I learn? And they got the guy with the low voice. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I know this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good song. Good chorus. Don't pour us. Get to the chorus. It's, yeah. Ooh. Is there a chick singing this part? Yeah. No, maybe it's a guy. I don't know. Oh, that's a chick. Maybe she's not pictured. We still didn't get to the chorus, did we? No. He gave us a pre-chorus. He brought us back to the second verse. This is as complicated as Genesis. Look at Ben. Dance around like he's a Muppet. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, God. Get to this fucking chorus. Here we go. Here comes... Nah, oh, man, the pre-chorus is the star of that. <laughs> no, Kings. I mean, I mean, they didn't. They didn't. Uh, there it is. Ellen Person Project. I mean, that was definitely the chorus, and they gave they gave us the. Hold on, ooh, that's Ellen Parsons. 
No. <laughs> it's Alan Parsons' project. Who's Alan? So, oh, this song. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is horrible. Oh, my God. The turn of a friendly card. See, being Pink Floyd isn't as easy as it looks. <laughs> I could have went another 30 years without hearing this song. Now you broke my streak. Oh, here we go. Come on, everybody, get those feet up. This is, in its own way, kind of a funky little Motown number. Yeah, it's about as funky as a... <laughs> funky as P, as in Parsons. I could have lived 25 years out here just not get About it. as funky as an aerobics class. Yeah. Ooh, this can get pretty funky. Well, here is this? 81? Why is there no wow. pictures, a video of Alan Parsons? What is nobody, because nobody wants to see Alan Parsons. Well, if you if you watch the Beatles documentary, you'll yeah. you'll see him. Also, I don't think that's Alan Parsons singing. No, Alan Parsons doesn't sing. Right. What? Alan Parsons brings like <laughs> he these brings different singers together. in. <laughs> He's the It's his project, so he'll bring. He doesn't do anything. He produces the records. He's like Mike of Mike and the Mechanics, if you understand what I'm saying. No, even Mike Rutherford plays. Like, basically... Oh, Alan Parsons, Parsons doesn't play? I thought he plays keyboards. He, I, Maybe. But he basically, it's, he's producing these records. So it's basically like him saying, I can do this. Like, he felt like he didn't get enough credit for Dark Side of the Moon. So he's like, I can do this. I'm going to make Pink Floyd songs, and they're going to be hits. Did he do big? That's Street? the way I look at it. No, oh, that, that that doesn't sound anything like Pink Floyd. He did I Eye in the Sky. Yeah, at a certain point, he's. You remember Eye in the Sky? Yeah, I am the, the one Eye in the Sky. Don't say sorry is easily said. <laughs> Don't let laughter go to your head. Isn't that Asia? No, it's it's Alan Parsons' project. I am the eye in the yeah, sky. Yeah. I thought that was the guy who sings Greatest American Hero song. Yeah, the way the the voice on that always freaked me out. There was one year uh I was in this band called a band called Horse and somebody signed us up to do a Graham Parsons pro, uh Graham Parsons <laughs> tribute. Graham Parsons project, yeah. Graham Parsons tribute. And so we playing a Graham Parsons song and then <laughs> no, that's not what happened. We got up and started playing, you know, the intro to, you know, uh, Eye in the Sky, which is that ding, 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 ding. So we started playing Alan Parsons Project songs, and people were pissed off at us. <laughs> you do not fuck with Graham Parsons. No. What song is Graham Parsons? Graham Parsons? He's the Flying boy. Burrito Brothers. What? He's hanging out with, uh, uh, and he was hanging out with uh, Keith Richards. Helped him write, like, uh... there you go. That's Alan Parsons. Which, which That's one Alan him? Parsons. That's him on the right. On the right? The guy on the left is the guy who was singing, apparently. Maybe he does, maybe, maybe he does sing. Because that voice is different than the other games people play voice, right? Yeah, but so I think it was a rotating crop of singers. That's what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) 
Do we have to sit through another verse before we get to the chorus? Yes. Fuck. I mean, we don't have to. <laughs> well, we're in for a penny, man. Can I? Can I do this? No. This would have been a nice quarantine song. Gabe's face. I'm trying to find a song for the person that I know. I don't know any. What? You can't find a Graham Parsons song? Not one that I know. Hmm. Well, you're it's not out. my time. Well, you're not a country. Oh, my God. Western, country? alt country guy. I thought it was like Ambrosia. No, Graham Parsons? No. No, dude. What's this one? You know this one? He basically, uh, he basically, uh, that's Nazareth. <laughs> no, no, actually, it's the, it's, uh, the Everly Brothers. No. He ba yes, it is. He basically, uh, he pioneered country, country rock. So there, there'd be no Uncle Tupelo without this guy. Alt country is what you want to say. Is that what that is? Not, it's not country rock as much as... Well, I mean, yes, it is, I guess. It was so country maybe, rock at the time. You, they weren't are you calling saying it alt country. Right. So, But you really want to say there would be no eagles without Grand Parsons. Uh, yes, I, I, I would say that. Is he the Americana? But, so he influenced that whole genre, but then he influenced the whole alt country genre right. later on. Right. He's basically a... You know, a god of that scene. That's whereas, whereas I don't know that Uncle Tupelo or Wilco would say that they had any influence from the Eagles. I wouldn't think so. Right. I wouldn't think so. But so they he's would give the it common thread the, between those. They would give it up to the Burrito Brothers and uh, the Birds' Sweetheart of the Rodeo. Uh, Graham Parsons had a lot to do with Sweetheart of the Rodeo as well. And then, like Evan Dando and Lemonheads love covering Graham Parsons too, so he reaches over into that. Genre. Well, Evan probably wanted to be Graham Parsons. Yeah, still does. I saw Evan a couple weeks ago. Yeah? In concert. Did you say yeah. hi? No. In concert. <laughs> you know my it's Evan kinda... Dando story? I I didn't know you had a, an, an Evan Dando story. Yeah, yeah. I've got one. Pretty good. One of these days I'll tell it to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the Ken Stringfellow story, so. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, I'll send you some articles if you'd like to hear some Ken Stringfellow <laughs> no, stories. I've read those articles. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also realized, and Nate said this too, that none of the Beatles were over 30 years old before they broke up. No. How do you feel wow. now? <laughs> Being 52. I feel fine. No, no I feel fine. <laughs> You know, like somebody once said to me that uh, that uh, the Beatles were lucky because they had uh, a, a field of 
of fresh snow with no footprints in it. And they were able to go out there and track it all up and be the first ones out there. And they didn't have to worry about not stepping where somebody else had stepped. Uh, I don't believe that. I don't really subscribe to that. But uh, somebody had said that to me once. I'm not saying I would have recorded three records in the span of 12 months. I, I know I wouldn't have. Uh, but, but, you know, sometimes I think of that and I try to make myself feel better. Doesn't, doesn't last long. <laughs> I mean, what about Mozart? Do you know how old he was when he wrote Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star? He was old and gray. Mozart? <laughs> or did What's he that? wear a wig? He probably wore a little powdered wig when he was three. Yes. <laughs> Wasn't he three years old when he wrote Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star? I don't know the story, and I don't think you're... I can trust that you even are telling me the truth here. <laughs> okay, but I think you, you have trust issues with me. That what's going what? On what rock band w wore those powdered wigs? Was Did the Upper Crust do that? The Upper Crust. I know one of the guys in the Upper Crust. Oh, yeah? <clears throat> He's a very, very good guy. Get him on. Yeah. Yeah, we should. The upper, You know the Upper Crust, Gabe? They're one of Rick Ness's favorite bands. They're like a ACDC cover band, or ACDC. They sounded like ACDC, but it's like it's almost like Weird Al. Not quite Weird Al, but they're parody. They're like funny, yeah. Sort of like they would wear powdered wigs. Yeah, it was like the darkness before the darkness. Hey, everybody! It's Steve Tulipana. Is it Tulipana? Tulipana? Bye. 
And I don't need to see any